Welcome to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners. I'm your host, Maureen Warbach. This episode is sponsored by my membership community called The Exchange. The Exchange is a membership website that has group practice business development resources. It has pre-recorded trainings every month, live Q&As by myself and three other experts in the field so you can get your one-on-one questions answered, Facebook live trainings, accountability groups, and expert interviews. We've got a ton of resources and new things are added to the library every single month. Learn more and sign up at www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you in there. Hey, group practice owner listeners. Um, Today I am doing another uh, AMA, Ask Me Anything, and I've got an email from Shailene Loriano of DBT of South Jersey in New Jersey. And she wants to know what are practice owner life hacks. So today I'm going to go over five life hacks that all group practice owners should know about. The first is to schedule regular times in your calendar, literally in your calendar, otherwise it won't happen, um, where you are have time to meet regularly with any staff, staff meetings, um, meetings with admin or support staff, clinical directors, billers, batch your time for meeting with other people that help your business like accountants and attorneys and financial planners, and also batch your time for your own tasks like blogging, financial planning yourself or doing payroll, networking, marketing. When I started putting these things into my calendar like I do with my clients, because one of the things that I never don't do is schedule a client in my calendar and then just not do it. And so a lot of group practice owners who start doing this realize that they're more likely to actually follow through on those goals if they put it into their calendar like they do in the same calendar. So I use therapy notes. I put it in my therapy notes calendar. Um, and I schedule in regular monthly meetings with my clinical director, a regular monthly meeting with my admin, and a regular monthly meeting with my practice manager slash biller. And then I batch three to four hours worth of time once a month to do anything relating to blogging. Once a month, or to actually twice a month, I batch two hours at a time to do financial planning type stuff. So one day I'm doing profit first allocations and another day I'm sort of looking at my metrics and tracking the finances and seeing where um, to invest more or to get rid of an investment. So I'll look at like marketing and see the money that I'm spending in the different marketing avenues. Is it um, worth it financially? Is it have a ROI? And if not, I make adjustments, but it's all relating to finances. And then twice a month, I have um, a couple of hours blocked where I network with another group practice owner in the neighborhood who has specialties that we don't have or who has a specialty where we are overfilled with. So right now for us, it's group um, couples and kids. So that's how I batch my time and it's the way it holds my I hold myself accountable is I have it in my calendar. Hack number two is having a support group of one to three other group practice owners. I find this so invaluable. I'm in one right now and we meet once a month on Zoom and we talk about all things relating to our own group practices and it's so small and intimate. It allows me and my friends who are group practice owners in this group 
Um, it allows us to hold each other accountable for our goals from the previous month, get support, and sort of be lifelines to each other because it's um, sometimes a lonely place to be a group practice owner. You can't really talk about what it feels like to be a group practice owner, how it feels to make big decisions that might not make everyone in your group practice happy, making decisions that you're not quite sure are the right choices. And so really it's other group practice owners that end up being those lifelines that understand what it's like to make big decisions that can affect many people. And so um, that is my hack number two is to get a support of one to three other group practice owners that you can meet with regularly. I do it once a month in the group practice exchange Facebook group. Once a month, I have an accountability partner thread. If you haven't already, you should post in that thread. I think it just came out yesterday or the day before. And truly don't just post in there. Put If you see someone else posted that they need an accountability partner, respond to their post and say, I'll be it. Here's my, you know, PM me or I'll PM you and actually move forward with it. Don't just say you need one and and don't move forward. I promise you it's going to feel great to have someone who you get to know and really feel like they understand what you are doing in your business and they can give you feedback from a perspective that's just not yours. When I meet with my um, two, three other people, they run their group practices so different than I do. And it's great because I only see things from the way I see things. And so sometimes I don't even know what I don't know. And so they will give me perspectives that aren't mine. And it helps shift my, um, It's I, I did a post in the group practice exchange on pivoting. And this is where I pivot most is when I'm talking with my group members and they give, they kind of pick up my whole worldview of whatever the issues I'm talking about and they spin it and they turn it around. And then all of a sudden I see it from a whole new perspective. And so it's really a golden and it can be free because you just need to find a couple of other people who are sort of in the same place as you. You don't want someone who's too far different um, than you are in your group practice because then you might not be able to help each other as much. Um, or at least look at the strengths that you have. If one's really good at technology and another person's really good at blogging and the other one's really good at hiring, then even if you're at different places, the fact that you have different strengths will help. Hack number three is delegate sooner rather than later. Invest money for your time. Your time is invaluable. Um, I hear so often that people say that they can't afford to let go of something and give it to someone else, and I don't buy it. One, if you're a group practice owner, Um, Even if you're a solo practice owner and you're getting ready to hire someone, it means that you're making money, which means that you have $50 a month to hand off two hours worth of time. So the beautiful thing about delegating different tasks is that there are so many amazing virtual assistants out there that that you can buy hour by hour. So you don't have to have someone full-time or a part-time person working 20 hours a week. You can invest... 100 bucks a month and have someone take a handful of hours away from you that you normally would do um, and and have them do it. Your time is really worth money and the things that you should be doing should be at one of in one of my mastermind groups um, Amber shout out to Amber. She um, was talking last week about $10, $100, $1000 tasks and you really want to be delegating those $10 tasks so to speak and those Uh, If you can, those $100 tasks, you as a group practice owner should be doing those $1,000 tasks. Um, And so think of all those things that you're doing and start delegating. The minute you do, you will start to notice that one, 
you're going to feel better about the fact that you have more free time to do what you love. Or if you want to invest that time back into your business, you can reinvest it in areas that you as a group practice owner should actually be doing. You shouldn't have to answer phones. You shouldn't have to be doing things like um, sending claims or uh, calling on uh, denied claims. Someone else can do that. You should be the one marketing or you should be the one doing these group practice owner type tasks because those are the the thousand dollar tasks. So delegate. I, I can't stress it enough. And I will tell you, I don't believe you if you can't afford it because you can really delegate even an hour a month and everyone can afford that if you're in a position of wanting to hire staff or having staff. All right. Um, tip number four. Um, use an app like Trello to organize your tasks. I use Trello. There's other ones out there. Trello is free and it's really nice because you can separate boards. But um, for someone like me, and, and most people are similar in, in some sort of sense, is that we have a million things we need to be doing or a million ideas and new things we want to add to what we're already needing to do. And it can get really hard to remember all of the things that we have to get done versus the things that should get done or the things we want to have done or the things that will make our group practices better but don't necessarily have to be done. And so organizing into an app like Trello, which you can put make several boards, you can make a to, sort of like to-do list, checklist, but one is need to do by the end of the week. One, and you can set uh, dates for and deadlines for when these things need to be done. So it'll remind you. You can have a want to get done uh, board. You can have a vision for within the next year board. You can put a checklist of when I have nothing left on my checklist. These are awesome ideas that I want to look into board. But what's nice is that it keeps it all organized versus having sticky notes and notepads and it written on your checklist on your phone and written in a notepad on your phone where it's all sort of disorganized. I'm all about organizing time, organizing your mind, organizing your systems in your in your group practice. And one way to organize is your tasks by using an app similar to Trello. Like I said, that one's free. There's other ones out there that um, people have mentioned in the group practice exchange. So feel free to look in there and and type in the search category apps for organization. And I'm sure you're going to find a few other ones. The last number five hack is um, another organization idea, but one it's all about organizing your time going backwards. I think almost every group practice owner that I've worked with, one of their issues has been organizing or balancing, whatever balancing means, but organizing your time as a business owner and not, it's really easy to end up spending 75 hours a week doing things for your group practice. And a lot of those things are things that don't even need to be done. They're wasteful and time consuming and annoying and they don't do anything to further your group practice. And so what I like to say is to work backwards. How many hours do you want to work in and on your business every week in total? Let's say it's 20 hours. Okay. So I look at what we do as group practice owners specifically, that it can kind of be divided into three tasks. The first task being client facing, if seeing clients. I know some group practice owners don't. And so what's nice is that that time will be able to be delegated into the next two categories. So client facing, seeing clients is category one. Category two is business management. So that's behind the scenes sort of things, things that your clinicians might not see, like doing payroll, marketing, updating your website, hiring new clinicians, that kind of stuff. And then the third one is staff management. And so that's anything from um, onboarding new clinicians, having supervision, 
having difficult conversations if there's things that aren't going right, meeting with uh, clinicians and admin, celebrating birthdays, going on outings with your staff, anything that's facing the staff, doing things with the staff or for the staff. And so taking that 20 hours, you obviously, if you have clients, that already tells you how many hours you need to be seeing clients. So let's say you see 10 client hours. If you, I would ask first, do you want to see less? If you do want to see less, look at your caseload and see, are there clients that really are have worked on their goals and are sort of done, but kind of just have been lingering around and have a, have a discussion with them and see if they have any other new goals that they want to work towards. And if not, terminate. You can move forward. There are always, often, I shouldn't say always, there are often clients that are on our caseloads longer than they need to be. And once we give the okay to them and let them know that, hey, it's looking good on my end. What do you think? Sometimes that's the okay that they need to say, I agree, and they can move on. Um, You might need to transfer someone over that another therapist in the practice is actually a better fit for because maybe they need some EMDR and you have an EMDR therapist. That's a way to um, shift them over to someone else. So look at your caseload. And if you are good with how many clients you have, that'll tell you right there. Let's say out of the 20 hours total that you want to work, you have 10 clients. That leaves you with 10 extra hours to do business management and staff management. And business management and staff management are a little bit more flexible because you can decide how many hours to put in them. If you have 20 clients, you see, you can't just say, I'm going to see 10 clients a week. It's going to take a little bit of time to, you can't just not schedule those other 10 clients. And so that's why I like to say focus on the client uh, facing first. And then if you can reduce that or if you're good with how many clients you're seeing, then you take the rest of those hours out of your total hours and you split it between staff management and business management in whatever way works for you. Um, Because I have a clinical director, I need to do much less staff management work and I focus mainly on business management. So out of all my hours, I see a few clients. I do a few hours of staff management each month by meeting with my clinical director being available to the clinicians so that they know that I exist and and talking to them and um and you know working with them and meeting with them but my clinical director does most of that and then the bulk of my time is on the business management marketing and networking and collaborating with people in the community making partnerships all of that stuff but as i've found most of us to to be true is that we will end up working 50 hours to try to get all our tasks done but the tasks don't end Next week, there's going to be five more on your to-do list. So trying to check off as much as you can just and work a million hours this week isn't going to actually make it better for next week because you'll find reasons to need to work a million hours next week. So really take however many hours you need to work that you want to work and subtract going backwards on the client-facing, business management, and staff management. And I understand there's some of you out there that are going to say, well, I want to do 25 hours of work, but I have 15 clients and I can't do business management and staff management on 10 hours a week. Well, you're going to have to do that because this is what's going to create a balance in your life, the ability for you not to get resentful that you're working too much for not enough money and feeling like you're not having the time to do be with family or do the things that you love. Once you really stick with only then having five hours for business management and five hours for staff management, you might notice hey, I need to go back to life hack number three and delegate some stuff so that I can do less staff management and add to the business management side because that's where I'm really uh, lacking in hours right now and I really need to do more than five hours of business management. It will definitely shift and you will become creative at figuring out ways to increase the hours in the category that you need to without increasing your total hours that you work on or in your business. 
All right. So I hope those five life hacks were helpful and something that you haven't thought of. If you have any other life hacks, I would love to get an email and hear what your life hacks are. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in.